Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell, co-host here with Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. Good morning, Kurt. Chad, good morning, brother. Good to see you, man. Yeah, good to be here. And uh, we're just coming off of Derby Week, so that's a great time around Louisville. It, you know, it was a it was an awesome week. Yeah, good weekend. It was Derby weekend and Mother's Day weekend, so it was very a festive weekend. People are graduating from college and getting their life in order and doing all kinds of. Well, hopefully stuff. they are. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we kind of hope that, right? Oh man! So uh, if you're just listening, this is uh, Solid Steps Radio, and we are a show by men for men, We're trying to talk to men about stuff in life, whether it's being a dad, being a husband. Uh, being a coworker, just being a guy in general, and the stuff that goes along with that. And we want to thank you for listening. If you want to listen to any of our past shows, you can go to our Facebook page where we have our weekly show posted on Mondays. You can listen to all of our past shows there. You can go to soundcloud.com or iTunes, and you can type in Solid Steps Radio. And you can listen to all of us in our glory. <laughs> you can go to Further Still Ministries as well. I was going to say, yeah. furtherstillministries.org is the website. If you want to know more about Further Still Ministries, about Kurt and his ministry, he started how many years ago? With, about nine years ago. With nine Kristen. years ago with Kristen and he and his wife, who's uh, since went to be with the Lord. She, they have started that ministry almost a decade ago. So if you want to find out more about Kurt and his ministry, go to furtherstillministries.org. Okay. Kurt, I don't know if you heard this recently. Okay. But... but Prince passed away. Did you hear that? I, I, I did know that. I, I don't know if you. <laughs> and I say that I don't obviously want to make joking of someone passing away, but you know you couldn't turn around two, three, you know, beginning of the a month ago or whenever yeah. it was, and all we saw was Prince, Prince, Prince. Yeah. Which he was incredibly talented. Depend. I grew up on him. I'm yes. an MTV kid, so you're born in the '70s, raised in the '80s. You you know you couldn't turn on a TV without seeing Prince, right? But something interesting about Prince that we did not know until after his death, if you, you know all kinds of stories about the history of, is that Prince died with about a $300 million. Ish. Ish, right? Give or take a few hundred thousand <laughs> among friends. What's a little bit, right? He had approximately a $300 million worth of an estate, and he had no will. So there's $300 million Ouch. sitting on the table, and now the state, and I just read this morning that there's paternity suits. People are coming forward saying, hey, mm. this is my baby, and that's his, he's the daddy, and all these things are going on now, and it, it looks like it could be, if not already, a potential mess, right? A serious mess. So us, us common folk who like look at that and read that headline, how many people would go, how dumb, as genius as a as Prince was, how dumb was that to not have a will in place, right? And so we would look at that and go, gosh, that's silly. But as men, <laughs> our topic today is not Prince and 80s music, but it is really about getting your stuff in order before you pass away. Because I got news for you, guys. I don't know if you knew this or not, but you're going to die one day, right? All of us are yes. going to die. And Every so, last one of us. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, you know, today we're going to talk about. Um, how, you know, how, do, how does God want us to be responsible for our family? And, um, you know, before we even started this show, Chad, this morning, we were talking and praying together about how we can leave a legacy and leave a blessing to our, our kids, our grandkids, and even our great-grandkids if we, if we do it right. right. You know, the Bible says in uh, Proverbs chapter 13, it says, A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. 
but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Hmm. And I, I remember reading that uh, years ago and, and just going, wow, we have the potential to really bless our, not only our children, but our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. Right. And uh, so we're going to talk about that today. What is biblical stewardship and, and kind of unpack that and specifically the, the nitty gritties of uh, having a will, having a trust uh, uh, and life insurance and what happens. Because I've talked with men, hundreds of men over the years and uh, have, you know, was in men's ministry for years and was able to talk with guys who really were kind of like Prince. They, they, they weren't prepared. <laughs> And uh, I thought that, that was the only well, similarity between them and Prince. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, they don't. They don't. They they weren't. They didn't wear heels. They, they, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know, I, I I mean, I've had I've had really good friends yeah. who I've, I've asked them. I said, you know, if if you died, would you do you have life insurance? Right. And uh, you know, a, a, a good friend of mine, he he said. No, I really, really don't. And I said, dude, if 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 you would pass away, how, what's going to happen to your your wife and your three kids? Mm-hmm. And I could tell the wheels were spinning. So we're going to talk about that today. And we have got two guests who are a father son duo, which is awesome. We have Randy Gibson, uh, who's an attorney, and uh, his son Stephen, who's an accountant and uh, works with Hillier Lions. And so it's it's great to have you guys on the show with us. It's a blessing to be here. Randy, you've been you've been on the show before. I have talking uh, you, about soul. Yeah, talking about yeah, talking about soul and soul transformation. How in the world is that equal to being an attorney? Well, <laughs> well having an attorney talking about a soul—those two things don't go together. <laughs> um, so so yeah, we have a, an attorney and accountant. Chad, you, you you had a comment about that. Yeah, uh, what's the difference between an attorney and an accountant? An accountant knows they're boring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We're going to try to keep this yeah. not boring. But, right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Randy, tell us about a little bit about yourself real quick. Yeah, I've been an attorney for uh, about 37 years now and uh, married. And you uh, still have Carolyn. a soul. You still, still have, have a soul. soul. It's, wow. It's being transformed, too, wow. uh, through the soul transformation uh, uh, retreats that we've been uh, experiencing over the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm married to Carolyn, and I have two uh, uh, great children, uh, Jennifer and Stephen. Both of them are married to, to uh, uh, Michael and uh, Mike and to uh, Lauren, and uh, blessed with three grandchildren. Uh, Steve and Lauren just had a granddaughter in uh, December, uh, Ellery Jane. That's exciting. And, and um, uh, Jennifer and Mike have two um, uh, two boys, uh, so we're blessed with two grandsons, uh, uh, Grayson uh, and uh, and Hayden. That's so, all. That's fantastic. Very, You're blessed. Very blessed. So, so this verse applies to you. Yes. Proverbs thirteen. It and, does. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have grandchildren. Uh, yeah, yes. I, I mean, we can, we have this privilege to be a blessing to our children and, and our grandchildren. grandchildren. Yeah, exactly. So, Stephen, uh, tell us about yourself a little bit. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kurt. Absolutely. Um, I'm actually uh, I'm actually a recovering accountant, recovering <laughs> CPA. Uh, I'm in the uh, financial consultant now for Hilliard, as you said. Um, I have a wonderful wife, Lauren, as my dad had stated, and and a newborn, Ellery Jane. And uh, she's just a blessing. Change your life forever, and it's it couldn't be better. Mm. So. And you've been married how long? Uh, just under five years. June June fourth will be our fifth year. That's awesome. Yes, fantastic. Well, it's great to have have you guys. So let's just jump right into um, uh, biblical stewardship, and and then we're going to talk specifically about you know how do we make sure that we take care of our families, you know, down the road after we are gone. 
Um, we, we don't want to be like Prince. And so, so Randy, t- tell us a little bit. You've been doing this for a long time. And, and um, give us your definition of stewardship and biblical, biblical stewardship. Well, it's really, um, uh, you know, we are accountable to God for what we have. And, uh, uh, you know, there's really, a, you know, there's an article that's been written about, uh, you know, the four principles of uh, biblical stewardship. Um, uh, you know, being ownership, who owns it all. And as you stated in, um, in, in, in Psalms 24, um, uh, God owns it all. And, um, and then again in uh, uh, Deuteronomy, um, which is, um, uh, just wanted to, to read that, Deuteronomy 8, which is a, a verse that I hadn't been real familiar with, but it says, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so mm-hmm. uh, the first uh, you know, principle is that uh, who owns it all? And then another principle is uh, accountability. Um, you know, we have to account to the, uh, you know, to the, to the Lord God who owns it all. We are servants, um, and uh, we have a duty, um, you know, to um, uh, uh, a responsibility, which is another principle, um, you know, uh, principle of responsibility uh, to um, to God, who is the uh, the owner of it all. And uh, you know, we are servants, and uh, and then uh, you know, at the end, if we've done this correctly. Uh, you know, we have a reward uh, that uh, you know the Lord will uh, bless us by uh, acknowledging that uh, you know, good and faithful servant. And uh, uh, you know, I think that uh, you know those are aspects of uh, mm. biblical stewardship that we have a responsibility really to. We have an, we have to make an we have to understand uh, whose it is, acknowledge who it is, whose it is, and it's not our hands that have produced it. I mean, it's our hands who produce it, but God's given us the gift to be able to do that. Absolutely. And then, uh, um, uh, you know, being able to uh, be accountable for um, uh, for that, um, and uh, be responsible for uh, uh, for providing for your family, uh, providing um, uh, you know um, uh, a plan, um, you know, and 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 actually. Uh, 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 you know, having a plan in place uh, that you've given to some thought and. Uh, so that you can provide for not you know your wife in the event of uh, you know something happens or children in the event something happens or when it happens, and um, you know being prepared. Yeah, because it's, it is going to happen. We're going to need to take a break here in just a second. But you know this whole concept of us, it, we don't own it. And yeah. and uh, I, I remember I think there's even power in even for us as guys to say I don't own anything. It's all God's. And um, it's all the Lord's. I think we're going to take a break on that. And then the next segment, we're going to unpack these uh, couple aspects of being a good steward. And we're going to talk about wills and, and an estate and what that means to have a will and what it means to have an estate and what happens when you don't have those things. So we're going to take a break on Solid Steps Radio. Thanks for listening. And we'll be right back with Randy and Stephen Gibson. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell, co-host along here with Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries and furtherstillministries.org. And uh, we are talking to Randy and Stephen Gibson today. We have an attorney and an accountant in the room, which is just 
It's a little scary. Minutes of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about one of the most unfun things to talk about. And uh, I would throw this out there if you're listening, men and women, if you're listening, especially women, women, today, if you hear this show and you ask your husband this question today before the day's over, if something happened to you, husband, and you died, what would happen to us financially? Mm. That's a good question to ask yourself if you're a guy or your wife or your wife to ask the husband today. That's a good because we're talking about today getting your financial uh, self in order uh, for when you do die. And uh, we referenced in the first segment about Prince as a $300 million estate that is now on the table. And they're going to be start duking that out legally about who owns what and where that goes. You know, Chad, I, I just can't imagine what I mean, what that's like. And yet, you know, we, we, we know that we're supposed to kind of prepare, but we just struggle to do it. Right. And the amazing thing is that it's not unusual because only uh, statistics show that only about a third of the population have a will. Wow. One that third, percent. Okay, so if you're listening, uh, folks, today, if you're listening and you do not have a will, um, we beg you, we plead with you to, to do the right thing and get, get some help. Call Randy. Um, you know, this is not a, really a plug for Randy, but it is a plug for you know making sure call, that call your lawyer, call your lawyer, and say I, I need to to set something up. Now, you know, Chad, you, you were telling us in between the break, mm-hmm. you're a realtor, right? And there's been times when you are working with folks, yeah, buying or selling a home, and especially selling a home, and, and they had maybe they didn't have a will or they didn't have a will properly done, which I'm gonna punt that over to our accountant here, I mean, our attorney here in a second, but, uh, and they didn't have in the will or will worded properly about who could sell the property. And most people's biggest financial asset they're sitting on, a lot of times, if they've been there for years, is their home. Mm -hmm. And when I go to them and say, okay, let me see the will, or what does your attorney say? And it doesn't say that they can sell the home legally, but like, but it's my mom and dad, I can sell the home. But if if the will does not state it, then it has to go through court approval, which is another just time issue and legal and issue. And know, money issue. And money issue. And, mm-hmm. and so if you have a will up front, measure twice, cut once, that principle, if you do it up front, you don't have to worry about it later. Uh, it, it saves a lot of money and time. And I guess we would ask our, our, our house attorney here, what's the definition of a will and, and what do you do with those? Well, a will is something that uh, takes effect at, your, at the time of your, uh, of your passing, of your death. And... Uh, it uh, it provides uh, who gets your assets, um, uh, when they get the assets, and um, who's in control of your estate. And that um, includes that includes could be I, your your retirement stuff, yeah. your home. Retire not the retirement stuff. Okay, it's not, things that you own. Okay, okay the retirement assets. Um, the, there's a beneficiary designation within the retirement assets. The same thing with life insurance. Okay, joint property automatically goes to a surviving spouse. But or whoever you're you on the property with, but the will controls um, all of your other assets. The assets that you own in your individual name um, are controlled by that will, and who gets them, and how they go, and when they get them. And if you don't have a will, the state of Kentucky has a plan for you. And the state of oh, Kentucky, the plan that state of Kentucky has for you, may not be the one that you want. It's called dying intestate, and you know, intestacy. And uh, if you died intestate. Um, your wife gets 50% of your assets. The other 50% go to your kids. Okay? And, uh, and what, so, what about the age? of? Let's say that happens. 
You well, don't you don't have a will and, and the court would then appoint a guardian, which is another thing that your will can do. So if you have minor children, the will will name who the guardian should be. Otherwise, a court's going to appoint who the guardian should be and people can come in and and and, uh, uh, you know, the court will make an ultimate decision. But, the, you know, the court, you know, somebody would come in, a family member would come in and, and request to be appointed. Um and it could lead to disputes or where the kids, you know, what's in the best interest of the kids. And so it can be a mess is the whole point. You need a will. Now, the other thing that you need um, uh, as part of your planning is lifetime planning, which is a power of a power of attorney. Uh, you need to have a power of attorney because if you came incapacitated or uh, disabled during your lifetime uh, without a power of attorney, um, uh, your spouse uh, or whoever you would normally name uh, to act in that capacity to be able to handle your affairs um, would not be able to do so without going to court and having uh, the court decide on who should be your guardian. And that is a process. So there's a court, you know, the court actually appoints somebody, but before you get to the appointment, the court's going to decide whether to take the rights away from the person that's incapacitated. And there's actually a jury trial. There's actually a three-person committee made up of a doctor, a psychiatrist, and a social worker that comes out and evaluates the person to determine whether um, oh they goodness. are indeed incapacitated. You avoid all that with a uh, uh, with a power of attorney. So, so Randy, so um, who would who should he have as a power of attorney? Typically, it'd be a spouse, okay. and then you know, if there's a child of age, uh, a child, uh, somebody that you trust. Um, uh, typically, you would uh, give a spouse the right to be able to act on your behalf immediately. Um, the power of attorney could take effect at the time you became incapacitated, um, but um, you know, typically, it'd be your spouse. That and, that's, would be, and, that, and that's just a simple document. That's a simple document. Just, you sign yeah. it. You're, and it, and you also need to have a medical power of attorney. Um, you know, so that you've named somebody. And typically, if you go in the hospital or you go, um, but somebody to act on your behalf. And then you have a HIPAA authorization to allow that person that you've named to be your medical power of attorney to be able to make medical decisions on your behalf in the event you can't do it. Um, you know, there's a HIPAA document that you need to sign, which typically you would sign whenever you go to the doctor's office or you go to the hospital, you're signing one. Uh, you know, there, there's a more generic one that would be good for any medical provider, and you need to have that, too. So those are the basic documents that you need. Uh, essential documents is what I would, I would characterize them as, a will, a power of attorney, a medical power of attorney and a HIPAA authorization. Those are the, the, the basics that you need. In that will, you need to provide for your family. And if you have minor children, the best way to provide for their children is in a trust and uh, to provide for them uh, because, uh, um, and then there's, you know, we can get into, uh, you know, other, other types of documents, which would include a, a revocable trust uh, that you could set up during your lifetime, which can uh, provide a lot of uh, security, um, and privacy. Uh, you know the way that that's set up in the event of incapacity. If the doc, if your assets are already in the trust, then whoever the the other trustee is, the the spouse can automatically, without a power of attorney, can can then handle those assets. But a trust for the benefit of kids and beneficiaries is, is you know provide protects those assets for those children uh, from creditors, marital rights, and estate taxes. So. There's some real benefit in leaving assets in trust for children. So. What, what what happens? So if you if you don't have if you don't have all that, then and and then and then you get maybe less and then you're you get divorced. What what happens? Well, if you get divorced, uh, 
Uh, well, That's really yeah, messy. It, 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 it is, but if you don't have the documents, um, uh, you know, the documents then, again, you need to have them changed if you're, you know, if you're, if you're in a divorce situation. If you remarry, you especially need those documents because then if you're a blended family, um, you know, what happens um, to, you know, if you leave everything to your surviving spouse uh, in a situation, um, you know, and she's got her children and you had your children, uh, you know, what happens to the assets? Do your children get anything? Yeah. Uh, so you need to really plan for all of that because it can turn into a mess. And, you know, we've had instances where, um, and, uh, you know, in instances where we've, uh, you know, a family, a husband and wife, blended family, a wife had no children, um, husband had uh, had children. And, um, you know, so what they brought about 50% of the assets to the estate, uh, and their estate being all of their property that they owned, and each of them had about 50% of it. And, um, Husband uh, became incapacitated. Um, wife ultimately passed away uh, about a year later. Uh, husband died, became incapacitated, died. Wife dies about a year later. And um, then the sons um, sue um, uh, to have the will set aside or have actually some planning that they had done set aside because the wife wanted 50% of the estate to go to her church-related uh, entities and the husband wanted his 50% to go to his three children. And what ended up happening was that they didn't do it through a will. They did it um, uh, preceding the, um, uh, their deaths, and they left it to uh, this charitable organization. And as a result, the sons went back and had all that revoked um, at, you know, to unwind what the parents had put into place. Um, uh, you know that you know, and and in a big piece of litigation, I uh, was on, involved in all of this, and um, they basically unwound it all and ended up, you know, the, the children got all the money and it never went to the charity. Wow! Um, and one of the things that I, you know, I encourage all clients, all everyone to do is once you have a plan in place, important to get a plan in place, but number two is to have a discussion with your children, to tell them what your, um, you know, what your plan is. And uh, you know that uh, that you really need uh, so that they understand that these are your desires, mm -hmm. and this is where you want the assets to go. This is how you want it to be. That tends to do two things: one, it minimizes um, uh, potential disputes, and it uh, manages expectations. And, and do so, it, and so do it really. If you've got several kids, if you, right. do it all together. So all they, together, so, so they hear you communicate. Hey, this is what dad wants this is what mom wants this is what we want when we pass and there's a you know a moral authority uh, you know sort of attached to that when they do that that it tends to lessen those disputes afterwards because once the parents are gone you know world war three can break out among the siblings yeah and uh, even uh, so. even if they're you would think most everybody gets along but when, when right. money gets involved it, sometimes it can do that so I'll tell you what we're going to take a break and the attorney's been doing all the talking this time we're going to let the accountant do some talking down here in the next segment we're going to talk about some of the other financial aspects of getting your financial stuff in order so uh, and what i heard was if you have a if you're wary with a couple kids and you don't have a will that half of your stuff goes to your wife and the other half goes to your minor kids as it stands right now and your wife doesn't have access to 50% of your money. Is that about right? That's about right. Okay. You know, she, she might be the guardian of that, the point of the guardian of the money, but uh, she has to report to the court and has to, you know, the money's the kids. Well, we're going to take a break here on Solid Steps Radio. I want to thank our sponsors, LNN Credit Union and Carol Rogers Carpet One for sponsoring the show. And uh, we'll be back in a few minutes to talk to Stephen Gibson about some more financial aspects on Solid Steps Radio.